Hall of Fame will would truly be the, the highest individual honor I can have as a as a football player. Welcome to a celebration of Jacksonville Jaguars left tackle Tony Baselli's induction in the National Football League Hall of Fame. What makes it even more special for me is I want to represent this organization and this fan base because I know it's important to them as well. For them to care that much means a ton to me. Join Jaguars.com senior writer John Hosier as he sits down with the people who know Tony, both professionally and personally. Former defensive end, Michael McCrary. It's no joke, Michael. I mean, I, I was a reporter for the Florida Times Union back in the 90s. We talked about this a little bit off the air. Um, and out of all the people that I would interview Tony about uh, back in the day, uh, Bruce Smith, Jason Taylor, I, I would list defensive ends to him all the time. He always came back to you as the defensive lineman that he had the most respect for in the NFL. I'm wondering if the feeling was mutual. I assume it was. Absolutely mutual. Absolutely. What was it about those matchups that was so special? <laughs> First of all, Tony should have been a defensive player. Okay. <laughs> Um, what made it so special is he gave it a hundred percent every snap. Um, very, very, very challenging to get a sack on, on Tony, you know, so you talk about the weapons that Jacksonville had back in those days where you had Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith, Mark Brunel, well, yes, those were weapons, but those weapons would not have been able to have launched from their launching pads unless you had Tony in the equation. I mean, he was he was a phenomenal pass blocker to protect Brunel so he could get the ball over to, to Jimmy Smith, a phenomenal run blocker so he could create those lanes for Fred Taylor and get around the corner. Tony had excellent footwork. He had excellent technique. He was very cunning, smart player, patient player, everything you would want in an offensive lineman. And the rarest part to find is somebody that has all of those, all of those assets, but is also very aggressive, has a mindset of very aggressive. I'm going to get it done no matter what it takes he's going to get the job done and he will break it down one snap at a time and, and do whatever it takes to get that, uh, to execute that play no matter what. And to go up against somebody like that, who can consistently challenge you play in and play out over and over again was very interesting to me because that was rare. You normally don't see that with offensive linemen. And I loved it because he only made me a better player. He, he, you know, that was my challenge for the year was, you know, most offensive linemen I would put on my refrigerator before the start of the season, how many sacks I'm going to, I'm going to get on them. Average, you know, I always had like three beside all the offensive linemen, but Tony, I had to be realistic and true to myself. I knew there was, there was a good chance that, I might just get one. Of course, like I never say zero. <laughs> but I mean, I knew that I was going to have to work. I was going to have to work. And he made me work 
like nobody else. People talk about, oh, oh man, you got to go up against Tony Paselli this week. Well, for me, it was it was I, I loved it because he was he was such a challenge to get around and defeat. Um, I knew I had my work cut out for me, and and it became an event that I looked forward to every year. I was up for the challenge, and I knew that he was going to be up for the challenge. And the respect was incredible. We never, there was, all the years we played against each other, and we were very physical towards one another. Um, All the years we played against each other, we never talked smack to one another. There was always this element of respect. I respected him tremendously. Um, And I assume vice versa, he never talked any smack to me. There was no need to. It was we knew what we were trying to do. He was trying to stop me, and I was trying to stop him from stopping me. And it was clear cut. And we didn't talk before the game. We didn't. I didn't even want to look at him, and I'm sure it was the same way. He didn't want to look at me. We just wanted to get on the field and get this thing going. And after the game, there was the utmost respect when we would come and shake hands, no matter who had the better hand that day. Um, if he destroyed me that day, doesn't matter. I, I would show him that respect, vice versa. You know, I, I started to lose a little faith in the Hall of Fame because I'm saying to myself, how can Willie Rofe and Jonathan Ogden, you know, there's one person who's missing out of that group, and that was Tony all day long. And those, you know, Ogden and Willie Rofe absolutely deserve to be in there, but Tony deserved to be in there with them. He was part of that, the triangle. Those are only three offensive tackles I could ever that I can even remember. And obviously there was a reason why I remembered those three right. offensive tackles. They were very good. They're outstanding. They stood up, stood out amongst all the other players. So there was no dialogue at all during the game. I mean, it, it, I'm fascinated by that because I get it. From everything I'd heard about you, you weren't a smack guy, and neither was he. But was there ever any interaction between plays, et cetera? Yes. <laughs> yes, as we got older – and wiser and this was i laugh when i when i when i think of sally i i remember i remember one play clearly this was uh towards the end of our careers and tony comes and lines up right before the ball is snapped he kind of like does a quick like little lean to the inside as though he was about to go off sides and he's telling me that he's going to that he's going to block down. That's where he's trying to get me to believe. Sure. And when he did that, I just bust out laughing. I couldn't help it. It was right before the snap. I bust out laughing. I said, do you really think I'm going to fall for that? And he just bust out laughing. We're both laughing for the snap of the ball. <laughs> I'm like, come on, I'm not a rookie. You can't like trick me into believing you're going down when you're going to reach block me. That's um, but I remember those type of um, situations. And those were special because there was like, you know, these are two individuals that were really going at each other's throat. And, but yet you have this moment in time where we're just laughing with one another because we have this respect for one another. They were able to laugh about it, but then literally milliseconds later, it is like collision and just battling. You know, whatever the play was a pass or run, it was always a physical confrontation and that's what i respected most about tony i remember you know a lot of times i would do whatever it took to get to the quarterback 
And sometimes I would, I would let him throw me on the ground because I knew once he, I would literally be crawling in the air. When I hit the ground, I would start crawling and he would come jump on my back and he would pin me like a wrestler down on the ground. And obviously the referees would start throwing flags and he would jump up screaming, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? But he would do anything it took to prevent me from getting to that quarterback. If it was, I mean, whatever. And that's what I respect it and appreciate about, appreciate it about Vaselli's play. He was a, he was a grinder. He was an old school, physical offensive lineman. But on top of that, he was very, very smart, very patient, very difficult to trick Tony into any type of plays or false reads. He was, he was just a very smart player. He was, it was, he was just an incredible challenge overall because of all of those attributes he had. He was, it's a perfect offensive tackle. And he made everybody around him great. He made Fred Taylor, you know, all those rushing yards. You know, Tony's part of that. Jimmy Smith, all those receiving yards. Tony's part of that. Burnell. I mean, Burnell's left-handed quarterback. I mean, they had a little scheme where Tony would lift. You know, I, I, it was pretty obvious. Tony would cover the outside a little more than the inside. He wanted you to come inside, so Burnell could run outside and he would just cut you, you know, but he was kind of feeding you, kind of luring you to the inside. He lured a lot of rookies into that. <laughs> <laughs> and they got caught. But, yeah, it was, um, yeah. When you did get the best of him, how did you get him? Was there, I mean, I, I mean, uh, was there a kryptonite here, or was it just a matter you had to grind and, and to grind. take advantage of any I had to grind. This is, the, like, really, this is a situation where it's, Sometimes things happen. Maybe Brunel, I, I, I don't know how I, I mean, I had to work my tail off. Every last one of those sacks, I had to work my tail off for him against him. And it was rare because most of, I was pretty much double teamed on, by pretty much most teams when it came to passing. And they would, they would leave Baselli one-on-one with me sometimes. And I, I felt a little offended. <laughs> they just left one guy on me, but he was able to do the job. So <laughs> what can you do? You know, that's an attribute to him and his, and his skills and the confidence that the team had to leave him alone one-on-one. I remember him and Ben Coleman, it had to have been, I don't know if this was in 97, 98. It's your first year ben, there was 97, remember, right? Yeah, I remember Ben yeah. Coleman clearly. He, they, had, they were up like 40 to nothing. And Ben before halftime, and Ben was like, haven't y'all had enough? Y'all, y'all might as well just stay in the locker room. Yeah, Benny could talk some stuff. He used to get crushed by Jacksonville. Right. And then in 98, it got real competitive. 98, 99, 2000 between yeah, you guys. Was, yeah, it got real competitive. My first time going up against Tony was 96. In Seattle, out here. Yeah, that yeah. was the guy. Yeah, he had – he was the only one in the NFL who had never had a sack on him yet. Right, 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 right. He had he had no sacks. No one had gotten a sack on him yet. That was the introduction. That and you got him that him night, though, didn't you? <laughs> For three, all different moves. Okay, spin gotcha. move, rip move. Yeah. <laughs> he was furious. He was like, <laughs> he was furious. And so, doing that to him, he knew that that was always something that could happen to him again. So he, right. yeah, he, he would have made sure that never happened again. Yeah, that was probably and when he, he started talking about you so much. 
Yeah, yeah, that was it was good. <laughs> so that was a Sunday night game out here in the stadium, right? That was down here. You guys traveled across country. Yes. Yeah. 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 I had forgotten he had that many, but that's right. He came out of that. He was, uh, he always talked about you after that. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had, he had let you you go on the inside because Brunel was so dangerous. So that was, that's what, you know, that, that really made it challenging because he, he knew he really just needed to protect the outside, his outside shoulder against the outside rush for Brunel because the inside, especially in the early, before they started telling Brunel to slow down and stop running the ball. I mean, you go, as soon as you come inside, Brunel was out, right. gone, right around, right around you. So you had to rush. You had to rush the outside shoulder, and you had, to, um, you had to hit his outside shoulder hard so he couldn't push you out, and Brunel would come underneath of you so to keep that pocket nice and tight, which was, which was a challenge because he knew – you just couldn't go inside. It was too dangerous to go inside on, right. on Baselli. It was very difficult to execute an inside move on Baselli with Brunel being with a left-hand quarterback who ran better than any other quarterback in the league. It, right. it was just – it was almost like a non-starter. You wouldn't even try it. It was just too dangerous because Brunel was too dangerous. And as soon as Brunel would see you – and Tony did a good job of keeping you in. Once you came – once he lured you in, it was over. Brunel would be outside of you. That'd be ten yards. <laughs> gotcha. First down. Do you guys ever? I mean, do you guys know each other to this day? Do you ever speak to him at all, or is it just one of those things where both of you sort of know that guy's out there, and you'll be forever linked in that sense? Uh, I know he's out there. I called Tony a couple years ago. We spoke. Okay. When he was um, when he was up for the Hall of Fame and share with him how I felt my feelings about him and my respect for him. And this was before uh, he was turned down, but I just was wishing him the best of luck voting for him. Um, Still feel that way. Incredible player, best player I played up against. uh, Yeah. My later years for sure. Yeah. And And ton of, again, tremendous respect is ton of heart. Um, and again, that's that's the rare part. You don't see a lot with offensive tackles that aggressive every single snap. It's, it's just impatient. You know, a lot of defense, a lot of pass rushers, they're they're trying to get you to do one thing so that you can, you know, counter with another move. He wouldn't bite. Very patient, smart, and again, very aggressive on the run. That was rare too. That was very rare. That's what. That's where he stood out. He was an exceptional pass protector but he was a physical run blocker this is what was this is what was intriguing to me because i had not seen that before usually there's you're good at one right. you know either a great pass protector or you know you're just a great run blocker if you're a great run blocker you are usually shorter squattier you got power because you have lowered you're lower to the ground <clears throat> with tony's height and that's that's challenging sometimes but he was able to get really low his technique was sound and would square you up. And I mean, I think his, I think Tony's ambition was to take a defensive lineman and drive him to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what it felt like he was trying to do to me every time he got a hold of me. <laughs> so it was uh yeah, that, that was, that was 
why he stood out because he was sound on the pass protection and he was sound on the run. And that's, I mean, when I say sound, that means, I mean, this is a threat. This is a guy who literally will, and I've seen it, pick defensive lineman up, drive him back five yards, back there with the linebackers and drop him to the ground. I like that. That's the old school nasty. And he was nasty too. Right. Tony was nasty. He was very nasty. That's why I respected him. He was, that's why I call him a defensive lineman. He should have been a defensive lineman. <laughs> but for all the nastiness, no extra stuff. You know what I mean? Nasty to me is a, is a good word. Right. Um, not dirty. Nasty meaning he would do whatever it took. He would just grind. I mean, when, when you just have that fire and intensity coming out of you and you just want to do whatever it takes, you want to throw this guy down, you know, ah, which I've again, I've seen him throw guys sure. down, like literally throw them down the ground. And, but he wasn't dirty. He was just very physical. And I, that's what I appreciate about him. And he, he, had a, he had a little nastiness in him, too. He was tough. Yeah. He'll fight you, too. If, if, <laughs> if you want to go there, he'll go there. No problem. Did you guys both ever go there? Or was that always not really with him? Um, I mean, I'm sure there was probably a little back and forth. I, I have to assume that, yeah. Right. I mean, it didn't last long, you know, right, you know, after the play stuff. But, again, next play, nothing but respect. I never, ever felt as though he was doing anything dirty to me. He was playing football the way it should be played. Right. And I'm just I just wasn't used to running into that type of situation with any offensive lineman. That that nasty mindset, excellent technique, calm, but again can could dominate on the run and the pass. I mean on a on a and he was a threat on a reach block. I mean a lot of Offensive tackles, they can't execute that reach block on an end who's outside of them. Right. To execute a reach block is very difficult. Um, and he was, and he had his, again, his stance. You know, obviously I was, I was studying him every year and I'm looking for any type of tell sign. He was sound in that area as well. He couldn't, he wasn't going to give me anything. I was looking for any little thing to get an advantage on him. I couldn't find it. He mm-hmm. covered up. Covered up all those areas well. And that's pretty rare too. It's uh, uh, when you hear, and I just got a couple more for you. And I appreciate uh, your time on this. Um, when you hear, and he said it publicly, so I'm sure you heard it, that you were the defensive lineman he most respected. I'm assuming that's a great compliment from him, for you. That's a great compliment from Tony. Yes, of course, from a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, and it means a lot yeah. to you. It does. I like, I believe I, I tried to play football the way that it was intended. And it's, I think, I think most players, the ones that really love the game, what we really play for is respect for my right. peers. And coming from Tony, that means a lot. That means a lot. That means more than anything. Well, in, I think it probably goes without saying, but uh, I imagine for you it'll be a cool moment when he goes in. I mean, you'll be happy for him, obviously. Absolutely. I'll be and, cheering for him. And, and, and I'll be, uh, I'm sure I'll have a flashback of him chasing me to the running back, and I knew that if he got to me before I got to the running back and tackled him, that he was going to tackle me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm running to the running back 
40 yards down the field and Baselli's right beside me. It's like we're doing a sprint, <laughs> but he's coming for me. <laughs> great memories. Great, great battles. Yeah. Those are the kind of relationships uh, you've alluded to it a couple of times. That's what you play for. And yeah. it sounds like more than anything, this is the kind of thing you take with you, right? These kind of memories. I saw Baselli. I would, you know, we would, we would shake hands, we'd hug and, talk about you know some of the old times and there would be great conversations we would immediately connect michael mccrary i can't thank you enough for doing this i was looking forward to it because i had seen so many battles between you guys and i heard tony's side of this story so often i really appreciate you sharing yours with us with the jaguars fans and i you know again thank you very much for sharing this today michael yeah, my pleasure it was my honor too Absolutely. Tony's well-deserving the Hall of Fame. Finally, he <laughs> got there. So I'm, I'm, I believe in the Hall of Fame again. <laughs> Voting.